Open up with me this morning as we go into God's Word, the Second Peter, chapter three. This morning, Second Peter, chapter three. We're going to read verses one through thirteen. Today we're going to talk about end time events. <coughs> These past two Wednesdays, Brother Vince has been covering some signs of the times. And we all know what's going on in Israel right now. It's getting hotter by the minute. But I tell you, it's a good, it's, it, 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 as things get worse on the earth, we get closer to the return of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. So we don't need to be sad. We need to be like Luke tw chapter 21, verse 28 says, Look up, for your redemption draweth nigh. Amen. Hallelujah. It ain't time to be sad. It's time to get glad. That's right. But it's also a time to get right. That's right. Yes. To get what ain't right, get it right. Amen. Amen. If we, if we uh, are slumbering, if the church is asleep, we need to wake up each other. Amen. Amen. So, let's, I want to cover some Bible scriptures this morning talking about the end time events. And I want to talk to you about the current uh, spiritual status of the world and the church. The spiritual condition of the church. Is it in good shape? I would say if the church is not in good shape. <laughs> I think the church needs some working on but we got to continue to do what's right when everybody else wants to do what's wrong. That's right. We are the church. Amen. Amen. We represent Jesus Christ in this earth. Amen. We got to let our light shine. Amen. We got to walk upright. Not only are we righteous, we got to be right. Not only with God, but with other people. We need to walk in integrity and truth. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Second yeah. yeah. Peter chapter three says, verse 1, Beloved, I now write to you this second epistle, in both of which I stir up your pure minds by way of reminder. Paul said, I got to remind you of a few things. You know, some things bear repeating. Amen? Because they didn't get it the first time. That's right. How many of y'all, your daddy, your mama had to tell you more than once to go clean your room? To do something. And, and, and we didn't listen and it didn't turn out good. No. Verse 2. That you may be mindful of the word <coughs> which was spoken before by the holy prophets and of the commandment of us. The apostles of the Lord and Savior. Verse 3. Knowing this first. That scoffers how you pronounce that? Scoffers. 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 Will come in the last days, walking according to their own lust, and saying, where is the promise of his coming? we got a lot of naysayers today. Okay. Where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of, of creation. For this they will fully forget that by the word of God 
the heavens were of old, and the earth, standing out of the water and in the water, by which the world that then existed perished, being flooded with water. Verse 7. But the heavens and the earth, which are now preserved by the same word, are reserved for fire until the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. Verse 8. But beloved, do not forget this one thing, that with the Lord one day is as a thousand years. Amen. And a thousand years as one day. Verse 9. Remember this, church. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering towards us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. <coughs> Verse 10. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens will pass away with great noise, and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Both the earth and the works that are in it will be burned up. Therefore, since all these things will be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you to be in holy conduct and godliness? Verse 12. Looking for and hastening the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be dissolved, being on fire, and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Verse 13. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we've gathered in your holy name. We exalt you and we bless you. Lord, I pray that your word will go forth unhindered today. I pray that you speak to me and speak through me for your glory and for your honor. As I hide behind the cross, Lord, may Jesus be seen and exalted and be high lifted up through this word, through this message. Holy Ghost, thank you for your help. I need your help, and I need you to uh, anoint me to speak a word in due season to your people that are weary. In Jesus' holy name, I pray. Amen. Second Peter, he began to say that the Lord is not slack concerning his promises. That's right. That's right. We've got a lot of naysayers and scoffers in the world today. And they don't know and they don't think much about the second coming of Jesus Christ. But the church needs to be on high alert right now. Yes. We need to be ready That's right. for the second coming of Jesus Christ. Yes. Because Jesus said he would come. Right. And everything he ever said always came to pass. Amen. In John chapter 14, Jesus said, I'm going to go and prepare a place for you that where I am there you may be also. He said, I'm going away. He said, but I am coming back That's right. to receive you unto myself. Jesus Christ 
came to this world. He lived. He laid down his life. He was crucified. He rose on the third day. He said, I'm going away. He said, but one day, always remember Amen. what I said. I will be back. Amen. I'm coming again. I shall return, saith the Lord. Amen. We need to always remember that prophecy spoken by the King of all kings and Lord of all lords. Jesus Christ will be coming again. Amen. Hallelujah. And I, I know many of us sitting in church today could say, well, I, Sister Louise especially, I've been going to church all my life. I've heard preachers been saying that for years, that Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. Because at certain times and events that happen in the world, it seems to draw us closer to knowing that Jesus is on his way. Amen. In this present day war in Israel, hallelujah, and other signs, signs of the times tied together, let us know that we are on the verge of the second return of Jesus Christ. All we have to know to do is discern the signs of the times. Amen. Amen. In the book of Matthew, I think it was chapter 16, Jesus said to the people, to the, to the Pharisees and Sadducees, he said, y'all know how to discern the weather. You know how to look up at the sky and tell whether it's going to rain tomorrow. He said, but you don't know how to discern the signs of the time. Yeah. They were able to discern what was going on around them in the natural, but they didn't understand any spiritual truth. That's right. So many people today don't understand spiritual truth. Spiritual truth is written in the Word of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Jesus didn't leave us unaware or uh, with no understanding of his coming. He said he would come, and I believe with all my heart he will come, but the Bible also said that when he comes, hallelujah, that, that, only, that he don't even know, but only the Father knows when the Son is coming again. Amen. Hallelujah. So anybody that announces to you that I know Jesus Christ is coming on December the 1st, hallelujah, 2024, they don't know that day. Amen. Even the Son don't know that day. The Bible said only the Father, Amen. only the Heavenly Father, the God of all creation is going to tell his son, go get your bride. Amen. It's time to go. Amen. But only the father knows that time. And he'll go and he'll tell Jesus. And Jesus is ready. And he will mount up on that white horse. Hallelujah. He will come again. Glory to God. We're living in some good times right now. But I want you to know God is not slack concerning what he said. Some consider him Slack because they, some people will, will make fun of, they will mock. They say, well, don't preach that to me. I heard that 45 years ago. I heard that 30 years ago. I've been hearing that all my life. Well, listen, Jesus will come at, at his second coming as a thief in the night. Right. Whenever you play in your, your religion and play in your games with God, God's going to catch you and you might be caught unaware. That's why what the Bible said, stay prepared. Amen. 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 A lot of people want to go to heaven, but they can't even come to church. Amen. Did y'all hear that? I said folks want to go to heaven, but they can't even get up on Sunday morning. They can't even get dressed. But they want to go to heaven. How are they going to defeat the devil? They can't even put the clothes on. Come on, brother. Come on. That's good preaching. <laughs> Lord, have mercy. I mean, 
God's not slack. The Bible said the only reason he ain't come is because he's long-suffering. That's right. That's right. Thank God that he's long-suffering. Not willing that anybody should perish. But Almighty God does have a timeline. He knows when he's going to say, this is it. It's over. It's finished. The end time harvest is in the barn, and there ain't nothing else coming into the barn. It is over, and my son is coming. Amen. Come on. There's a time. Yeah. We're getting close to that time. I'm so glad the Lord is long-suffering. And all of us in here should say amen because if he came years ago, he'd have called me unaware. That's right. Come on. He'd have called me sitting on a bar stool somewhere. That's right. Come on. He'd have called me out staying out late doing something wrong. That's right. But thank God he gave me time to repent. Amen. And get my life right in your life right so that when he does come, you won't miss it. Amen. That's right. Come on. The, the condition of the world and the condition of the church is what I want to talk about now. The end time signs and the spiritual state of our world. The Bible said, look, at, look with me in the book of Matthew chapter 24. Matthew 24. Turn in your Bibles. Y'all have a Bible? Amen. Yes, amen. I have a Bible. <coughs> Matthew chapter 24, verse 36. Jesus is speaking. He said, But of that day and hour, no one knows. Everybody say, nobody knows. nobody knows. You know how many people have tried that and come up short? Every one of them that has predicted a date has always missed it. And you know what the definition of a false prophet is? Whenever they tell you something and say, thus saith the Lord, and it don't come to pass, that is a sign they are a false prophet. Amen. Amen. The Bible said no one knows the day nor the hour. No one. So anyone you hear on the radio or the TV and you read a book and they say it's going to happen on such and such date, you know good and well right now to go ahead and close that book, turn off that TV and turn off that radio station. That's right. Because they don't know. Amen. But of that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, but my Father only, Jesus is speaking. Verse 37, but as the days of Noah were, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark and did not know until the flood came and took them all away so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. Wow. So, Jesus tells us, before the second coming of Jesus Christ, 
We're going to be living in such a time it's very similar and compared to the days of Noah. Amen. How were the people in the days of Noah? The Bible says in the book of Genesis, chapter 6, when God showed up and began to talk to Noah, Noah was 500 years old. When God began to speak to Noah, 500 years old, this before God put a limit and downsized the year of man. Yeah. Noah was found to be a righteous man. And he found favor with God. So God began to speak to a man in such a time that God looked on the, on the, on the earth and the, the human race and he said, all of their imaginations of their heart are evil. They are corrupt. They are perverse. And it grieved the heart of God. And God was grieved in his spirit and said, I wish I hadn't made man. He said, I got to do something. He said, I'm going to bring judgment upon this generation. I'm going to cleanse this land. He said, I'm going to do it by, by a flood. I'm going to destroy this world as we now, now know it by a flood. Mm -hmm. yes. So God began to get Noah ready. Mm -hmm. Noah, this is what I want you to do. I want you to build an ark this size, this long, this high. Gave him complete direction. And Noah followed the directions of the Lord. Right. And between... When that ark was finished, it was 600 years. Yeah. So between God spoke it 500 years when he met Noah and began to speak to Noah about preparing for the flood and, 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 get, and, and tell the people, it was, six, it was 100 years in between the time he built the ark and the time the ark door was finally shut. Yeah. 100 years. Yeah. The Bible says in 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 5, that Noah was a preacher of righteousness. So after God spoke to Noah and he began to build that ark, in between, he was getting lumber and cutting. And, man, this had to be a massive work. Do y'all know they didn't have steel chainsaws back then? Do y'all know they didn't have no, no, no lumber mill you could go and get the lumber to build this thing? He had to cut this tree down and to, and to make these planks and, and put it all together by hand. Yeah. I mean, it took some hard, hard, faithful, everyday hard work. A right. hundred years of it. Amen. Don't you know a lot of folks today would have gave, give up, came in and quit? Yeah. They'd have said, Lord, this is too hard. You had asked too much of me. But you know, God gave him grace, yeah. hallelujah, to build that ark. He gave him wisdom to build that ark. He had three sons that helped him build that ark. And between the building of the ark, he was out trying to prepare this ungodly world for what was coming to them. He went out into the streets. He went out into the highway. He went out into the byway. And he would begin to tell the people, judgment is coming. God himself told me to tell you judgment is coming. He's going to flood this world. Everything is going to be flooded and everybody's going to perish. You've got to get right with God. Amen. And guess how many got right in a hundred years of preaching? None. Zero. Man, I tell you, Brother Casper, he got something 
that I probably ain't got. That's right, amen. If I preached for a hundred years and didn't get one person soul, soul saved, yeah. I'd probably thought I wasn't even called. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I can't be called. I ain't even got no anointing. I can't even get one person to hear and listen to me. But here we are in our day. As it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be when a son of man comes again. In our day, our world don't want to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. They don't want to hear Jesus is coming again. They don't want to hear you need to come to church. They don't need to. Hear, they don't want to hear you got to read your Bible. They don't want to know the truth, adhere to the truth, or trust the truth. They don't want to have no part with it. Everybody today has thrown their Bible away for an iPhone. Come on, brother. Come on. Y'all don't shout me down because I'm preaching good. They have thrown away the Bible, hallelujah, for an iPhone or a Samsung. Man, I tell you, don't let Samsung and the iPhone do your homework for you. If I say turn to Matthew chapter 24, have you a Bible that you can find Matthew chapter 24 in? Amen. Amen. There's coming a day when our phone won't work. You know why? Because China ain't going to have no chip for it. They ain't going to have no chip for it. We can't depend on electronics. Well, I, what, what can I depend on? The written word of God. Hallelujah. Jesus said, heaven and earth will pass away, but not one jot or tittle of my word. My heaven and earth might pass away, but my word will stand forever. Amen. 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 But we live in a time just like Noah was. Can you imagine Noah saying, man, I got to go out witness today. Every time he went out, he come back. They don't want to hear nothing I got to say. Amen. They got closed hearts. Their ears are closed. They, they corrupt. They, 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 they morally perverse. They sinners of all kinds. They, they, they don't want to know the truth. You know, today, this world today don't want to know what the truth is. That's right. And half the people in the church don't know what the truth is. That's right. The truth is that God don't love abortions. Amen. He don't love shedding of innocent blood. Right. He will never like that. Do you know how many people will still vote for a candidate that, that believes in abortions? Do you know how many Christians will show up on on, on, on election day and them knowing that these people believe in aborting kids and they'll still vote for them. Do you know how many people in the church are still cast a ballot for a person that knows that they're going to light the White House up in rainbow colors? And they're going to stand for homosexuality and gay people and, and, and even they, the church is so confused and so spiritually messed up and so far off track that they got, they got people ordaining uh, uh, men and women in the church that go marry the homosexual crowd. Come on. Come on. That is wrong. That's right. That's right. The church say, well, we got to move on with the culture. We got to keep moving on with the world that we live in. No, we don't. We got to stick with the word. Amen. Amen. Stick with the word. Stick, stick with the truth. Hallelujah. Because that's the only thing you're going to stand in the last day is the truth. Amen. Everything else is going to be burnt, slapped up. That's right. This whole world that you know right now, hallelujah, is preserved. For a judgment. The second judgment, it won't be by water. After the after no after God flooded the earth 
and, 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 and all the people perished. The Bible said there was only eight that went into that ark. And into that ark was, was Noah, his wife, his three sons, and their wives. A total of eight in all went into the ark, and God closed the door behind them. Amen. I want you to know Noah didn't have nothing to do with shutting that door. God Almighty shut that door himself. Because the Bible says in Revelation, if God opens the door, no man can shut it. But if he closes the door, no man can open it. Amen. I want you to know when the water legs started getting up after about three or four days, they didn't want to hear rain is coming, a flood is coming. They didn't want to hear what Noah had to say. But after three or four days of rain, I think some of them started to say, where is that old man? I'd like to ask him a few questions now. Where is he? And about eight days or ten days later, when he got up to about knee deep, I guarantee they started trying to find where is this old crazy man we thought that didn't know nothing, that told us judgment was coming, that a flood was coming. And after about 30 days, when it got about head high, they were starting to swim out there. I guarantee you they're trying to find that ark. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But you know something? When, when Noah went in, it wasn't raining. Amen. But when God closed the door, it don't matter how much you knock on that door. If it's been closed, the time limit is over. Amen. Grace has run out, Amen. and you Amen. are going to perish. Yes. But the world don't want to hear that. The world said, oh, you're scaring me. You're scaring me. Come on, Pastor, don't preach that way. Don't preach that hard because you're scaring me. I'm afraid of these things. Listen, I, I, I seen something on, on, on the computer the other day. Christians are afraid of Pentecostal preaching and, 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 and Pentecostal fire in the, in the house. They're scared of speaking in tongues and so forth. But they'll pay $20 to go to a haunted mansion. And then they'll tell you they're scared of the spirit movement. But they'll go listen to Frankenstein. Yeah. <laughs> they'll go through the through the haunted house and seem to have come out laughing and, and giggling. Don't make no sense. Come on. So Noah in the ark, he saved his family. He couldn't save the world, but he did save his household. That's right. You know. Ministry starts at the house. That's right. yeah. It starts in our own house. Amen. We can't save the world, but how about your sons and your daughters? That's right. right. Amen. Can you make sure they in the ark? Yeah. Because that ark today speaks it symbolizes in a type and shadow of Jesus Christ. Right. Those that are in Christ don't perish. That's right. But you got to be in Christ. You got to be in that ark. Yeah. Because everything outside the ark is going to drown. But the second judgment of the world is fire. The Bible says in 2 Peter chapter 3 that the earth is reserved for fire. The heavens, the earth, all going to be burned up one day. That is at the second coming of Christ when God cleanses this earth from everything. But there's an event that's going to happen before the second coming of Jesus Christ. Amen. There's an event. And the Bible speaks of it, and if you'll turn with me, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, there's an event that's going to happen, and it can happen any minute, any moment. 
We could be sitting here right now in the house of the Lord and the trumpet go off. Amen. And Jesus shout from heaven. Revelation chapter 4, I think it's around verse 1, says, Come up hither. The Lord shouts, said, Come up hither. When he said, Come up, guess what? We're coming up. Amen. When Jesus spoke to Lazarus, said, Come out. Come forth, Lazarus. Lazarus came out. Amen. I'll tell you what, when he shouted to his bride, when he shouted to his church, and he said, Come up hither. Hallelujah. We're going to rise. In the twinkling of an eye, we're going to fly. Hallelujah. We're going home to be with the Lord in the heaven, in the, in the kingdom of heaven Amen. for the next seven years. Amen. The rapture. Y'all ever heard of the rapture? Amen. Now, people, people that, that are, that are uh, and some people in the world say, the word rapture ain't even mentioned in the whole Bible. I agree. I agree. The word rapture ain't mentioned as R-A-P-T-U-R-E. It ain't mentioned. But the word caught up Amen. is mentioned. Amen. Caught up. Do you know what the word caught up means? It means to be raptured. That's like this. That's like uh, what? Straining a gnat and swallowing a camel type deal. So, look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Bar, are you with me on this? Sir. Bar be telling me every time I talk to him on the phone, man, I'm telling you, Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. He had a dream about Jesus. Coming. Verse 13. But I do not want you to be ignorant. The Apostle Paul, talking to the church at Thessalonica, he said, I don't want you to be ignorant. Listen, the church is not supposed to be ignorant. We have God's word. It's up to you whether you read it or not. I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep, lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. When he's talking about sleep, he's talking about death. Those that sleep in Jesus. Verse 15. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means proceed those who are asleep. For the Lord himself, not an angel, for the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Verse 17. Then we, then we, we sitting here today, then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up. Everybody say caught up. Caught up. Woo, I'm going to be caught up. Amen. She'll be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus, we shall always be with the Lord. Amen. Therefore, comfort, comfort. Don't be discouraged. 
Don't be fearful, but comfort one another with these words. Y'all hear me? The Bible said there's coming an event called the rapture. The catching away. We're going to be caught up. The Bible said the dead in Christ will rise first. Those that are in the graveyard, those that have believed in Jesus and have died. Hallelujah. The Bible said the dead in Christ shall rise first. Amen. Amen. And those that are alive and remain, if you're still breathing, if you're here this morning, praise God, you are counted into that, 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 that place as alive and remain. We are alive and remain, and we shall be caught up when we hear the Lord shout with the voice of an archangel. The trumpet blast is going to blow. Hallelujah. And we're going to be caught up together Hallelujah. in the air with the Lord. Hallelujah. This is the event of the rapture. Amen. The rapture is when the Lord, we, we, he meets us in the air. Amen. The second coming is a different event where the Lord puts his feet back on the earth again. But in the rapture, we meet him in the air, in the clouds. And hallelujah. The, the question is, when the trumpet blasts and the Lord says, come up hither, or do you have enough spiritual insight and a, enough spiritual, to, are you tuned in enough to hear the trumpet sound? Come on, come on. Because I believe some folk going to miss it. Right. Come on. Some going to go and some going to miss it. That's right. That's going to be a crying shame. But some ain't ready. That's right. If you don't believe me, ask the ten virgins. Yeah. They didn't have no oil ready when Christ came. They weren't ready. They weren't prepared. Guess what? If you miss the rapture, it don't mean you can't go to heaven. It just means you've got to start going through tribulation. That's right. Because after the rapture, and that rapture can happen any moment, yeah. there's nothing to be fulfilled that needs to be fulfilled to stop the rapture from happening right now. Right. Everything is ready. Yeah. All we need to do is hear the trumpet. Amen. Jesus needs to give us the call. All we got to do when we hear the call, hallelujah, Jesus is going to take care of the rest. We're going to slip out of here in a, in a twinkling of an eye. Faster than you can break your eye, you're going to be from here to there. Amen. Come on. Amen. All those that have died in Christ, yes, that were born again, in our graveyards, they're going up. Amen. The Hillsmans, the Carvers, the Skidmores, all your relatives, if they believed in Jesus, praise God, you're going to meet them in the air. Yeah. They're going to get a glorified body. They're going to get a glorified body. Yeah. On the way up, we're going to be transformed, hallelujah, from, from a, a celestial body to a terrestrial body. Yeah. We're going to get a glorified body, hallelujah, that don't rust, don't have to worry about wrinkling. Don't worry, have to worry about aging. Hallelujah, we'll have a glorified body. Amen. In the twinkling of an eye. Hallelujah. Just like that. Just like that. You could be sitting here on Sunday morning. Larry can say, just like that. And boom. <coughs> I seen a picture a long time ago that made so much sense to me. It was on the front cover of a Christian magazine. And it showed a picture of a church. And it was a small church. And in this picture, there was people, there was clothes. Mm -hmm. There was like somebody was sitting here in this seat. Yeah. If I was sitting here in this seat and the rapture took place, my clothes ain't going up. That's right. 
Naked I came into this world, naked I'm gonna I'm gonna leave him. Jesus gonna he gonna take me to the whatever kind of men's shop I need when I get up there. But here it is. When the trumpet blast and Jesus said, Come up hither, we going up. In this picture, there, there was a person that like they're sitting here. His, his, his suit jacket be sitting here. His pants be sitting here. His shoes and socks be sitting there. He just slipped right up out of his clothes. Yep. And here's the thing. In this picture, there were different people in the audience. Some had clothes that was just sitting there because somebody was sitting by them, but that person over here didn't go, but there was a set of clothes right here. The Bible said, hallelujah, that there'd be one in the field, two in the field, one to be taken, one to be left. There'd be two in the bed, one to be taken, one to be left. So in the, in the church service, when the trumpet blast blew, all of them didn't go up. That's right. Ain't that a shame? Amen. Ain't that a shame? Yeah, come on. But I really believe it could happen that way. Amen. I believe everybody go to church ain't, 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 ain't saved. That's right. They can't even get up on Sunday morning. Yeah. I'm so glad you can get up on Sunday morning and come to church. Amen. What if you'd have missed this? Now here, look at this. 2 Timothy chapter 3. 2 Timothy chapter 3. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1 through 5. This is the condition of people in the world that we live in. And the Bible, the Spirit, declares what we will be experiencing in our day and time. As it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be when the Son of Man comes. We know Noah's spiritual condition of all them people were a mess. They were corrupt. Yeah. All their heart, all the imagination of their heart were evil. And God said, I can't put up with this no longer. My grace has done run out. But know this, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1. But know this, that in the last days, perilous time will come. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents. Are we seeing this? Oh, yeah. These children today, they don't, they, don't, they don't respect nobody. They don't respect the church. They don't respect the, they don't respect the, the, the principal at the schoolhouse. They don't respect the bus driver. They don't respect, respect the police officers. The police officers say, pull over. Guess what they do? Get the, hit, the, hit the pedal. Put your hand behind your back. They start fighting. They start resisting. I see so much rebellion in the world today. Yeah. Disobedient to parents. Unthankful. Unholy. Unloving. Unforgiving. Slanderers. Without self-control. Brutal. Despisers of good. Traitors. Headstrong. Haughty. Lovers of pleasure rather than the lovers of God. Having, here it is, having a form of godliness but denying its power. And from such people, turn away. Amen. That right there just describes what was going on in Noah's day too. Uh -huh. yeah. In the last days, this is what 
the Apostle Paul, shown by the Holy Spirit, said this will be the spiritual state of the world in the last days. People, <clears throat> this world is so corrupt. Yes, it is. It's in such a bad shape. How much longer do you think Jesus is going to wait? He ain't going to wait much longer. It's on us, y'all. It's on us. Now, the Bible said they have a form of godliness, but they deny the power thereof. What's that mean, Pastor? It means they can come and sit in church. They can have a form of godliness. They can come and, and lift their hands and, and, and dance a little bit. But when the Holy Spirit deals with them, and want to transform and change them to be more Christ-like, they deny the power thereof. Yeah, come on. They think they can just sit in a church and live like the devil and go to heaven. It's impossible. Amen. There will not be no devils in heaven. Amen. Only those that have been sanctified and cleansed and washed in the blood of the Lamb, thank God for that. But I'm just trying to tell you, you can have a form of godliness you can be religious and still deny the power of the Holy Spirit in your life. That's right, amen. You can grieve the Holy Spirit. Right. That ain't something that I would encourage anybody to try. Right. Always submit. Always surrender amen. to the working of the Holy Spirit in your life. Amen. amen. That's called sanctification. Amen. Now, look at 2 Timothy chapter 4. 2 Timothy chapter 4, we're right, we're right there. Verse 1 through 5. The Apostle Paul said, I charge you therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Verse 2. Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and teaching. Verse 3. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. But according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers. And they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. Be watchful in all things. Endure affliction through the work of an evangelist and fulfill your ministry. Bible said, Paul, the Apostle Paul told his spiritual son Timothy, son, when you stand before the people, preach the word of God. Amen. Don't preach, don't preach denominationalism. Don't preach from the, the, the Atlanta Journal Constitution. I want, I want you preaching the word of the living God. Amen. And he said, I want you to convince, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering. He said, because the time is coming mm -hmm. in the last day when people are going to heap up for themselves Teachers that will tickle their ears. That's right, tell them exactly what they want to hear. Yeah. I'm here to tell you today. Anytime you go to a church and all they do is tell, pat you on the back every Sunday and tell you how good you is, you need to find you another church. Right. You need somebody to convince, 
rebuke and exhort you to listen and follow the word of God, hallelujah, you need to hear the whole truth, not part of the truth, not just the message of grace, but you also need to hear the message of there is a judgment coming. Amen. There is a judgment coming. And Jesus will judge the living and the dead at his appearing. Don't think Jesus ain't going to judge this world. Amen. He's going to judge the church before he judges the world. And when we get raptured up in those, in those seven years, we're going to be with the Lord. We're going to have a great, uh, uh, the marriage supper of the Lamb going to take place. And the rewards are going to be given to the children of God. Hallelujah, they get raptured up. They're going to be rewards given for being faithful to doing what God's called you to do while you lived on this earth. They're going to be rewards given out. Man, it's going to be glorious. Yes, hallelujah. But it ain't going to be glorious for the world. If they miss this, it ain't nothing but eternal judgment left for them. So, what time is it, Pastor? It's time to get right. It's time to stay right. It's time to get on fire. And it's time to stay on fire. It's time for us to encourage one another. Pray for one another. As we see the end approaching, we got to continue to encourage, uplift, pray for one another to stay in the good fight of faith. Amen. Don't give up. Miss Lynn said this morning, don't give up. Amen. That's the message, y'all. We got to finish this race. Right. It ain't no time to stop. Right. It's time to check, shift gears. It's time to get going. The world is wasting away. Are they going to listen to this message in the end day? A lot of them ain't never going to turn. A lot of them may not ever turn. What are we going to do? We're going to keep going. We got our hand to the gospel plow. We can't look back. The Bible said, they that endure to the end shall be saved. You got to endure to the very end. Man, when your body tells you you don't want to get up on Sunday morning and come to church, tell your body, get up. Why? You got to finish this race. Amen. Why? You need a word from God. You need a word to tell people when you get out in the street, the highways and the high, and, and, and the grocery store and the Walmart. You need to be telling people like Paul Revere that ran through the town. The British are coming. The British are coming. The British. He was sounding the alarm to give them a warning. They're coming to destroy you. We need to be running through the cities. Saying Jesus is coming. Yeah, Jesus right. is coming. Yeah, Jesus is coming. Yeah. Jesus is coming. Yeah. Get ready. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Get ready. For what? Jesus is coming. Amen. And then you're going to meet some of them scoffers that I was talking about. Come on, brother. You're going to meet some of them. When you can start witnessing, when you start telling them, then you're going to meet them. Right. They're going to say, man, I heard that since I was a baby. Mm -hmm. I heard that when I was 10 years old in the church. And you know the Bible's true. Stay out there. But y'all continue to live godly mm -hmm. in this ungodly world. Right. Because Jesus, the rapture, is going to take place. Right. I think it's going to take place soon. Yeah. And then, after that, we go through seven years of tribulation. Yeah. The world does. Yeah. The Christians that's been raptured is in heaven. That's right. The Bible said that the Lord would deliver us from the wrath to come. God has always delivered his people from, from wrath. He delivered righteous Noah. He delivered righteous Lot when he was living in Sodom and Gomorrah. God didn't leave him there. 
He got him out. Because the Bible said right, Lot was righteous. God's always delivered his people from wrath. And when the wrath of the judgment of God comes during the seven years of tribulation, we don't want to be here. And God's going to take us out. We're going to be caught up in the Lord with the Lord in the air. We're going to spend seven years with him. After that, we come come back with him. And the Lord's going to come and he's going to set his feet on the earth on the earth. And he's going to rid the earth of all sin. He's going to destroy the, the, the devil, the false prophet, and the antichrist. Throw them into the lake of fire forever and ever. Amen. We're going through a, a thousand year millennial reign. There's so much to be to learn yeah. about the end time. And I ain't the best one in the world teaching. But God does have people out there that can teach you. Yeah, it has to be taught in order. That's right. But the people need to be aware of what's coming. Amen. Amen. Y'all stand with me today. Hallelujah. If you've been watching us by media, it's been our honor to come into your living room, your home today. We love you. We pray that you, uh, this word has been an encouragement to you, maybe an eye-opening experience for you. But we pray right now, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, that you would accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Bible says he died on the cross and he rose on the third day. If you believe this in your heart, confess with your mouth, you shall be saved. Yeah. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Amen. Don't waste another day. Don't waste another hour. Hallelujah. Get born again. Start living the good life. Jesus had a life to give you that's worth living. So give your life to him and we hope that you'll tune in next week and catch us on what God is doing in Amen. this earth right now. Amen. God bless you.